All right, hello, everybody. How's it going, everybody? Ray's tapping on his water bottle drum. Sorry about that. That's all right. <clears throat> it's just what happens yeah. when, you, you know, you're anxious to, like, get going. It's nice. Do stuff. Hopping on in. I know. Yeah. Hey, you want to do it right at the top this time? Is that weird for people? I don't know. I said go for things. What do you, uh... I mean, so if you guys want to contact us... Yes. Uh, ...say anything... Um, maybe bring up ideas or thoughts, throw some phrases at us, correct us on some uh, errors we might have made. I can't imagine that. Can you? <laughs> sure. Uh, hit us up at on, on Twitter or on Instagram at whole nine yards pod. And that nine is a number, whole nine yards pod. And you'll get us. Yeah. And we're on the Facebooks at whole nine yards podcast yes yeah yeah and come follow and subscribe and do that stuff and get yeah. to us yeah get to us yeah so i thought i put that right up front this time awesome and make people fall asleep during the episode shot. they don't get the information <laughs> right our dronings they tune us out after a while <laughs> i understand yep so um we have a kind of i, I mean i guess we're calling it Ooh, politics. Yeah, politics, but, I believe, is what we're classifying these as. Yeah, but there's, some, uh, there's some gray areas on, on it. And sometimes you, you think a word is a political word, then and you put it in that category, and then you research it, and... Sure. It's not. No. I know. Sweet. So, if you don't mind, I'll kick us off. Yeah, no, go for it. Be my guest. What do you have up, uh, up uh, on your uh, uh, papers? Uh, uh, uh. I have the word gerrymander. Gerrymander. Yeah. All right. That was almost like that that game show. You know? The word is gerrymander. <laughs> that thing? Password? Password. That's the one, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and you know, yeah. Nice. I do. I forget that fellow's name that used to say that. Were they sitting like across from each other and he was in between the the people I remember it is a I long don't... panel of people that would have been the same as okay. like what's my line or something. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm thinking of a different game then, obviously. I, I don't know. My memory might fail me. So the password is gerrymander. <laughs> so it's a it's a there. Let me say this. Okay. There are no arguments about it. I can't propose three different things people think it is okay and then we there is none of that on so this, this word this is dry. the word it is yeah cut and subsequently dried as mm -hmm. you say mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so now let's do our thing all right what i say gerrymander you say <laughs> <laughs> what was that one i forget i know oh um i mean i i would say like unnecessarily uh, managed, I guess. I don't know. Cut up into little chunks of things. Weirdly, I, I guess. I, if I'm going to abstract, <clears throat> I mean, I would assume but political districts. End. I would assume creating things to serve your own end. I guess would be the real, right? Right. So yeah. to uh, eight, eighteen twelve. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah, and that's. Oh yeah, we know this. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna know this. What the hell am I doing? So. Arrange political divisions in disregard of natural boundaries so as to give one party an advantage in elections. Oh, it's just boom, that's it. There was no even pretend before that. This is it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, I thought, it, I know, I thought it was, we had a direct, oh, this is where it comes from and this is how it got there. But this is just like, no, this is it. Okay, I got you. Man, all right. Yeah. Nice. There's no nothing. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So... I'm I'm going to talk to you about uh because there's no discrepancy yeah. it refers to one thing and Mr. I'm going to give it to you like x <laughs> This is a Mr. Mander. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. Um so there's a district in Massachusetts here 1812 we're talking. Okay. Long and thin that stretched from near Boston to new to the New Hampshire border. Okay. I was waiting for your New Hampshire. New Hampshire. <laughs> and then <laughs> where was... it hooked east along the Merrimack River, they probably say Merrimack. 
Yeah, or something even crazier. It sliced up Essex County, uh, up, which was then a political stronghold for the Federalist Party, and uh, mm. and that and that is the original uh, district in question. That's the first gerrymandered district. Yes, and there are other sort of famous districts which I didn't really know about. Uh, yeah. There's one called the Lake Erie Monster. I had to look that up. Um, and so there's a district up there near Erie, PA, where you can see this um, meandering along the shoreline, this yeah. whole district up there. Yeah. Um, that that you could say it has humps like, say, the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness, the mm. Erie Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, Erie Ness, if you want. Ooh. Oh, I guess that one's in Ohio. Maybe it leans down towards Cleveland because there's one in Pennsylvania that I did not look up called Goofy Kicking Donald Duck, <laughs> which you should that should have been the one I looked up. Yeah. But um, so this happens. <laughs> you got to get a picture of that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have one in your head. Yeah. I'm trying to, I am goof, but the goofy, is he goofily kicking? Is he goofy looking? It's, anyway. No, I think it's Goofy, the oh, Disney character, kicking, kicking the other Disney character. I see. Yeah. Right. Because, yes. Sure. <laughs> now I'm picturing that. Thank you. I mean, that's much clearer. That's an elaborate that's bunch very, of Rorschach a, County lines yeah, there. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, I'll look that up later. Maybe post a, an image. Okay. Um, so this all really stems from one fellow yeah and i'll talk to you a little bit about this fellow and his career but um there's so much of it that you're just like wow man uh but his name is elbridge jerry oh and this is with a g so gerrymandering let it be known it has has nothing to do with jerry rigging so that um that one uh -huh. is a J, Jerry, and we'll get to that in some other future yes. episode. We'll get to you, Jerry. This is a Jerry with a G, and Elbridge. I mean, I, you got any friends named Elbridge? Elbridge. It's a. Uh, just don't get that. It's intriguing. Elbridge. I bet you there's going to be a couple of them coming up. Yeah, let's bring it back. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's interesting. Because he, he'd be LB. You could be LB, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or E. I mean, or you could just go by Elbridge if you're not, you know. Yeah. It's long. But right. It's just, it's not that long. Yeah. All right. Let's sell could, it. You could be Bridge. Yo, Bridge. Oh, see, there you go. E-Bridge, even better. E-Bridge. Nice. Thank us later, kids. Yeah. If, yeah, if you're expecting. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. We've got tons of name suggestions. So, um, this fellow, Elbridge, Jerry, uh, he grew up in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Oh, um, okay. He had a certain uh, propensity to, though. I mean, from what I gathered, I didn't. I didn't like read the guy's biography or anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, seemed like it was somewhat um, some ego in it and some public servant in it. But he wanted to be uh, heavily involved in um, the country politics. Okay, and uh, and he made that happen. So he he was elected to the Continental Congress in December of 1775. But he was right in the thick of it. So I mean, he's he's an actual you know founding father type dude. Um, huh? Yeah, but you never really heard his name, did you? No, I thought. And honestly, here's his why. First name was Jerry. Oh, go. Ooh, here's why. Sorry. Yeah. Well, nice. not here's why yet, but oh, this whole thing tells you here's why. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, John Adams uh, said a lot about him, and I found several quotes in many places, same quotes. He also, I think he, yeah, he wrote extensively about him, but uh, at one point he said, if every man were a Jerry, meaning Elbridge Jerry, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the liberties of America would be safe against the gates of earth and hell. That's mm -hmm. saying something, right? That is saying something. I don't know if I want to be a Jerry, but... Right, what does right. Jerry stand for? It was Elbridge Jerry. That's his last name. But I'm saying, like, what, you know, politically, what does he stand for? Oh, I'm no. going to give you a little bit oh, okay. of that. Yeah. Oh, no, nice. So, in, in some, it, there's a little bit of a dichotomy in some of this stuff 
but for the most part, eh, you get the idea. All right. He was a, a big uh, anti-federalist. So there was a federalist party, anti-federalist party. and Okay. I'm trying to remember. The federalists uh, wanted uh, to form the union, which would be comprised of the states, but, but um, there was the component that we know now, which is a federal government, and that all the states are tied together through this federal system. Mm-hmm. Anti-federalists uh, wanted the states to be empowered like little countries, but we all had some agreement, some union formed with one another to not go to war and to have happy trading and everything, but that the states were uh, Mm -hmm. self-governed. So, gotcha. So he was, he was more on the um, states side of thing. Yeah. However, however, he, he was one to push for the bill of rights and it did not win a lot of favor with him, uh, with his fellow delegates, mm. as uh, as I came to understand. Sure. But nonetheless, uh, he had gotten a decent amount of power, and President Adams at the time sent him off to be a French diplomat. So mm. I hope he spoke French, right? I mean, they got people for that. No, we were well-learned back then. Yeah. Or more learned. More learned. What, what else are you gonna do? I know. Yeah, read some stuff. They don't have TV shows. No. You can't just watch cartoons all night. Magazines, comic books. Yeah, you're gonna learn languages. So, so this is what he did. Now, eventually, yada yada yada, <laughs> he left the anti-federalists <laughs> and went. We had a party back then called the Democratic Republicans. So the Democratic Dash Republicans, uh, and I read their platform and. And I gotta be honest with you, it yeah. didn't sound a devil of a lot different from the anti-federalists. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they, and that party later split, and the Republicans became the Whigs, mm. and the Democrats stayed the, the Democrats. And then other stuff happened, but we don't need to go into all that. Um, <laughs> so, the point here is, eighteen uh, ten maybe he ran for governor of. Um, Massachusetts. So, yeah. so now he's governor. Okay. Elbridge. Governor Elbridge. Governor Jerry. Governor Jerry. Yeah. And uh, his friends call him uh, Elbridge. GG. So this is at the time now of uh, President James Madison. Mm-hmm. And so this Elbridge Jerry guy, as governor of Massachusetts, he's worried about the Federalists. Uh, and still at this time, you know, they're worried that, that England is going to take back over and that there are, he's, he's a fan of these conspiracy theories that, that see the Federalists too much in cahoots with the Britons, with the, with the British, and think that mm-hmm. they're going to enable a British recapture uh, of us. So... As the Massachusetts governor, he he replaces uh, a lot of people in in positions who are Federalists with uh, Democratic Republicans. Yeah, and to further assist this whole situation, his team and 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 the I should say you know the the legislature that was controlled by the Democratic Republicans under him mm-hmm. reconnoitered the districts. Can I say that? No, yeah. Because I don't know if this is the FCC rules. I don't think that's one of the words. Good. So that district that I explained to you up front, that odd-shaped area. Around Essex. uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, They created. And it was clearly some shenanigans to get the voters they needed in the district they needed and create this absurd district. His son-in-law, who wrote... A biography on Old Elbridge there after his death mm-hmm. sort of painted a rosy picture <laughs> that you know uh, Governor Jerry didn't he reluctantly signed this this thing to to become law this district and he didn't want to you know but uh, uh, that is questionable you sure. know but the big payoff really is that uh, all the stuff that this guy did. Uh, notably being a founding father that we never heard of. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least, you know, my my I unlearned itself. Same. Yeah. 
and uh, pushing for Bill of Rights and all this sort of stuff. We, we didn't know any of that, or I didn't, because no. uh, of this. Right. So there was, a, there was a dinner party in Boston hosted by uh, some Federalists, and this was in early 1812. Okay. And there was a, there was a fellow there who's said to be an illustrator. Man, he's got a name, too. Elkanha sure. T- T- Tisdale. Elkanah. 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 I'm going with that. But right. He could just be Elk. Elkie uh, Tisdale. Yeah. Elkie and Elby. Yeah. Um, oh, it's like a comic strip. Yeah. Uh, so he draws a picture of this because people are just amazed that this happened, you know, as you as as people still are today with things that happen. And yeah. so he draws this district out and he makes it look a little bit like a monster and he puts a snake-like head on it mm-hmm. and it looked like a salamander. And... All right. A fellow named Richard Alsop, who was there and a and a poet, and he always has poets hanging out at Got these him. dinner parties. Got he him. said, "No, a gerrymander," and, <laughs> and it stuck. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Um, everything else the guy did, he was forever known as gerrymander. Um, he was known for gerrymandering the district and any district. Nice. And up till today, we still use it, you know? Way to go, writer. Early, around then, in the early 1800s, Daniel Webster was yeah. friends with with the cherries. Like the Webster. Yeah. Yeah. And so he didn't put the word in the dictionary before other people did. There was some, uh, you, you know, personal... Betrayed um, your trades. Yeah. Sir. I know, That's but... That's not how dictionaries work, Mr. Webster. Yep, and you gotta, you gotta tell him. Uh, 1812, though, uh, James Madison, president, says, good job there, dude. And he made him vice president. I don't know exactly how that worked, but <laughs> I, he was vice president for, for Madison for two years, and then he, he died. What? Um, Why do I not know that? I know. Um, <laughs> so unlearned. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I just want to just walk in the traffic every time. <laughs> like, oh, wow, that seems like something I should have known. Yeah, I'm like, why? I'm huh. so dumb. Wow. But you just, you don't, you're busy doing stuff. You don't take the time to know about Elbridge, Jerry. No, but, huh, all right. So, yeah, it was not till the 1820s that um, after his death, uh, actually, Daniel Webster was friends with the widow. I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> And so that's gerrymander. Huh. So it's a creature that he made up. That's, uh, that's it, a like, yeah, way to go, poet. What's the poet's name? Ah, uh, something Alsop. Oh, <clears throat> uh, Alsop. Richard Alsop. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. But the, uh, it was the illustrator, Elkanan Tisdale, that drew gave, it. Uh, right, and he was the instigating force. Yeah, I hope someone still has that cocktail napkin. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have cocktail napkins in eighteen twelve? Uh, I probably made of something horrible from some means that were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Leaves. So what do you have? <laughs> well, I don't pick up right after uh the Federalists. I'm I'm a little bit later. But uh-huh. I've got the term carpetbagger. Oh. Yeah, which I remember, again, like I I said, pre-record. These are things that we were taught, but I don't recall all of them. Yeah. I would have thought carpetbagger was a mob term. Oh, like in the wrap them up in the carpet? Yeah. Toss them out? Yeah. If you asked me cold, which maybe you were about to, that was my answer. It's a mob term. That's got mob roots. Yeah. All right, I dig that. That's not what I found. All right, personally, no, sure. <laughs> um, it's, it's you know it's like a phrase that has changed over time, kind of. Um, the most recent definition uh, is a political candidate who seeks election in an area where they have no local connections. Someone who moves to a state in order to get elected, even though they don't live there. Oh, which I would just simply describe as opportunistic, personally. Um, but the name historically, woo, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the name historically uh, comes from white Southerners 
describing a person from the North who moved to the South after the Civil War, uh, who they described as seeking personal financial gain or political advancement during uh, the Reconstruction after the Civil War. Okay, yeah. So the... uh, It's... You know, a person perceived as an unscrupulous opportunist. I saw that as well. Uh-huh. The, uh, I believe that's Ed- Etymology Online had that. I like that one. Um, but just just doing those things, moving to, because someone, you know, it's like the gold rush or something, it doesn't have to be unscrupulous. No, that's what, the, I, again, this is, these are the white southerners, the locals, folks who are, uh, the white southerners seeing these people move into their town and kind of, you know, yeah, I got you. take over and do things. And they, they want to get them out. They want a pejorative term to call these folks. <clears throat> and they found it. Yeah. <laughs> the reason that they chose the term carpetbag uh, is because they were a kind of suitcase-sized duffel bag um, made from leftover pieces of carpet. You know, generally oriental rugs is how, is how it's described. They were small and easily to manage. So these white Southerners were like, yeah, these people came with these quick, small duffel bags. They grabbed up what they could handle and run down here so they could come down here and make money and loot us and grow rich down here while bringing nothing with them. They're hoping to gain everything while they're here. A bag made of carpet. Yeah, these, these things are still, they're, they're things. Have you, have you seen the carpet bag? I haven't, but now I almost want one. It's, I mean, it, it looks like a satchel made out of carpeting, really. Mary Poppins is a known carpet bag user. <laughs> but they look like Oriental rugs uh, formed into suitcases. They're still very popular. I'm going to get on Etsy after this show. I would imagine they're plentiful. Um, well, I guess plentiful might be. A lot. I don't know. All yeah, right. they got him out there. No, yeah. The Southerners wanted to call, you know, call attention to it. There's some cool, or not cool, interesting artwork, political artwork, propaganda, people would call it. You know, showing carpetbaggers invading the South with these little satchels that say Northerner and stuff like that on them. Sure. Um, but, you know, it, the carpetbaggers, essentially, it's hard to, you know, like you said, there's some of them were opportunistic, I'd imagine. And history is taught from that the place of power, so it's hard to, you know, gain the truth truth. But it seemed like they were northerners that really generally wanted to help um, reconstruct the South. They wanted to move in and help uh, the freedmen, the recently freed slaves, gain gain rights, gain traction in the, in the South, gain land, gain education, everything. Um, I would imagine a percentage of them probably were opportunistic. And just wanted to loot the, the the burgeoning South when they could, because I mean a- after the Civil War the South was really kind of pretty much f- I mean completely financially devastated, um, and then also physically devastated too. Um, yeah, there was a lot of rebuilding. Too. Yeah, the Reconstruction was a, a process, and a lot of these carpetbaggers were uh, some of the going to say the, the Northerner uh, Union soldiers, office members, uh, officers. That were kind of not given. Uh, some of them, it sounded like some of them were given power, but some of them they moved to these areas, and then over a year or two, they were able to run in local elections and win those elections because they had the support of the freedmen and um, and also the radical Republicans, which was this, uh, a group in the South that were pro abolitionist and pro, you know ending the civil war and pro-slave well, freeing the slaves so was were those that artwork or political cartoons or whatever they were yeah is that the first use of it to... yeah these yeah from what i saw this is these are what these white southerners called the northerners carpetbaggers i mean but they, it was the carpet bag their... was a common travel suitcase it wasn't like this bag didn't exist or things like that they were you know it was a normal thing to carry but we don't have one person or one book or one publication that started it i kept seeing that one specific cartoon um but i didn't see i'm looking through like a a certain someone i guess 
that came up with the idea. No, I just, didn't write I it down. Know. I'd imagine that there is. I mean, obviously someone had to come up with it. I saw that cartoon uh, a lot, but I don't think I have any note regarding specific first usage beyond, you know, the Reconstruction Civil War. Gotcha. Yeah. And they were doing, like, kind of pretty well establishing things. Um, and then President Johnson comes along and basically just halts all that, removes the land that, that were just given over to the freed slaves, returns it back to the white plantation slave owners, which is how you get sharecropping. That's how we got to that. Andrew Johnson. Yeah, Andrew Johnson essentially, like, halted all the work of the Reconstruction immediately after the Civil War. Um or, you know, it was just getting going, and it was like, nope, we're stopping this. Um, yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, it's a, you know. But this one is also pretty straightforward. This is what it is. Yes. There's nothing else. No one's arguing about it. No one's confused. No, not that I found. No. I wonder if they come in blue. Maybe, <laughs> to maybe Google that. <laughs> Um, yeah, some of them are, uh, I don't know, the old ones are cool. They're made out of carpet. Yeah, some piping it's interesting. on the edges. That's, uh, I mean, it's, yeah. Big heavy zipper, maybe. It is. It seems like they're they're large, hefty bags. As yeah. you'd imagine, they're made of, like, you know, sure. carpet. No, yeah. Oriental rugs, like, you know. Yeah. Persian rugs, things That's like that. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, there's a, the carpet baggers have a, an opposite, I guess. The scalawag. And that was uh, Southerners who were anti-slavery, anti-Confederate, and they moved north during the Reconstruction. But who called them that? Other Southerners? I guess. I didn't go that far into it because that's not my work, the thing I researched this week. That's just a little trivia. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but we don't use that word, though, much. Scalawag? I'm not at all. I've never heard it before. No, really? No. You've never heard? Oh, man. I, I have, for sure. Scalawag. You scallywag, yeah. Oh, scallywag well, is I'm, starting to ring a bell. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the root of it is scallywag, but I've I've heard scallywag. But that's not what we're doing. We do carpetbaggers. No. Kind of rhymes. Scallywag, carpet bag. Well, let's put our stuff in our bag of carpet <laughs> and walk over to the advertisements. Boy, that was thin. It works for me. They can't all be great, folks. No. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clemenemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. All right, so everything is great then. Yes, we've carpet-bagged our way through the ads. I know, and then other stuff. We gerrymandered Relating this gerrymandering. episode. <laughs> we gerrymandered that comment. Yeah, to make it fit. <laughs> yes. So what's uh what's on your next page? Well, Raymond, yes. so I know we had an umbrella that suggests 
political yeah. type phrases. Yes, politicky. Yeah, and this is, and also may or may not be isn't. Mm, that was confusing. Great. I know. Great. It's but, also, yeah. But so mine is toe the line. Okay. Toe the line. Toe the line. Yeah. Now I am among maybe a good number of our friends out there yeah. that would have, you know, I don't, I guess I, I, I don't see it. If I see it in print, yeah. as it turns out, the wrong way, the confused way about it will yield you um, millions of hits huh. on Google anyway. Sweet. So if you were, thought you were checking to correct yourself, you'd get you can't positive reinforcement from your negative notion <laughs> false positives yeah that's good that's always helpful so i would have thought t-o-w toe the line and that meant i don't know get it oh you were doing okay you know what i mean i was gonna i was going t-o-e for some well, reason t-o-e is correct no shit so Wait, I, I, I mean but like i said Myself and many other people. Yeah. Just if you never saw it in in print as T O E, and if it wasn't, if it was uh, something you didn't quite maybe even trust, you would you'd think they made a mistake at T O E. Sure. But I wasn't confident I was correct. I was just saying what I thought it was. Well, that is what it is. Huh? <laughs> How about that? So, yeah. All right. All right. Now this one, yeah. Let me. I'll get to the politics of it first. <laughs> yes. Um, you know. I don't. No. <laughs> well, there's. This is one that has has uh, one of those explanations that has a lot of gusto behind it. I always I always seem to come across these, um, but is really not favored by. Uh, Etym etymologists to be true okay but people enjoy it <laughs> and so they that's what that's what people think it is if sure. they think anything at all about it <laughs> if you um, ever contemplate yeah but uh so uh british house of commons uh the lower house of the british parliament I was I I don't know enough about mm -hmm. I would hear stuff all this last year because of all the stuff going on about the back bench and I'm like what is the back bench but we're not going to get into no? that right now. Oh okay. I was going to Um so there's a pair of lines that are painted on the floor that that uh, sort of like designates uh the two front benches uh and I guess those used to exist uh in in another time, mm -hmm. and now there's just these lines here. Uh, but it, the, like actual lines, or they're just more like yeah, they're actual painted lines now. Oh damn! Uh, okay. I guess benches used to be there, and gotcha. things have moved. But we paint these lines to say, hey, here's where here's where the bench was. An Dude. homage. Yeah, but but more than a symbolic homage. In that, um, if there's heated debate, uh, you you can't go past your line to your people, you know, mm -hmm. across the aisles, basically, yeah. you know, what, what, it, what, what it's we, like, you know. Yeah, right. right. And uh, it is said that the distance between that side's line and this side's line is is two sword lengths. So if you got out, <laughs> if you were ready to, to cut the guy on the other team, you know, you'd, you had some swinging to do. Can't, ha ha. Right, right. <laughs> nice. So, and you can understand why that. As, That's a lovely jolly. Yeah, mind, mind the gap kind of way. Yeah, jolly tail. Yeah, like to see because it's a visual. You see a guy swinging a sword, he just can't quite get the other guy. Right, but the only thing holding him back is his own discipline to obey the rules. So, but they're going to break all the rules by slashing the guy. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, hmm. I know. It's interesting. Many things. Yeah. Mm. So the it's earliest. Chaotic neutral. I don't know. What that, sorry. Go ahead. The earliest <laughs> recorded, um, use is 
somewhere back here in 1813, I kept finding this, and, and a, a lot of this guy's Hector Bolas, um, has this book, uh, the, the Diverting History of John Bull and Brother Jonathan. Man, the, the books back then. <laughs> you see that on the shelf, and you go, yeah, I don't know, you can I'll read, read that. that. That's I, interesting. Huh. Yeah. John. I'm, I'm, I'm not picking that book. Well, I guess maybe there's, you know. Um, so it demonstrates uh, a sort of figurative use of it, and and we'll backtrack from this, but we would use it today mostly figuratively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But in this instance, it was, you know, a turning point. So uh, he... He, this uh, fellow in the book says, he began to think it was high time to toe the mark. So toe, there's toe the mark, toe the line, toe the scratch, toe. Yeah. So aside from the, the fellows with the swords in the House of Commons, <laughs> there's, there is speculation about prize fighting as a, as a source of this. Uh-huh. Um, boxing, yeah. I don't know about prize fighting but whatever people did you'd have a, a boxing area that was dirt mm-hmm. so you'd scratch a line mm. and then the two opponents would tow the line which is basically walk up to i guess you're like you know the face off with the opponent mm-hmm. so that's that's when you're ready to fight mm-hmm. and there's a a piece in 1835 I saw, which is fun to see these old things in that, although it's hard to find them. Not referring to, this is again, this would again be uh, a figurative use. Yeah. Uh, Come gentlemen, toe the scratch or hereafter forever hold your peace. So figurative use of, 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 you know, if we're going to do this thing, everyone get up and let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Now you had once I don't remember the phrase and the word, but you had brought up this idea of an egg corn. Egg corn, yeah. Egg corn, yeah. yeah. Which is toe the line, T O W. Yeah. Right. Okay. Is out there and and everywhere enough that it becomes what you might find doing your research <laughs> and you might go down some odd paths and you might ask yourself <laughs> yeah how, self, did you, how did i get here yeah <laughs> and that is uh indeed an acorn it does confuse the issue a little bit because in the nuances of the figurative sense of this so if you're going to say toe the line mm-hmm. which is get up and get ready be prepared start you know we're doing this thing yeah right mm-hmm. versus t-o-w the line where you might say hey here's a set of party rules and stick to them or you might say hey we're all doing this thing mm-hmm. do your part yeah pull, pull on the rope right right which is uh, nuances away from T-O-E, the line, which is get ready for... The, you know what I mean? They, it's yeah. a different, different thing. It would give you a different impression if you if you thought it was one versus the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's your acorn. <laughs> but Ray, like many things, mm. toe the line... I keep hearing Toto. Toto? Oh, right. Yeah, don't do Hold it. Hold the... Aha. Uh-huh. So... Wow. Yeah, giggity. It's like you know. The thingy, right? Um, nautical. <laughs> nautical. Yeah. Wait, was the T-O-W? No. No? No. What? With the T-O-E. Okay. Sailors back in your... Huh, land of your. <laughs> in that land. Uh, had to get ready for punishment by towing the line, which was uh, the line between the boards on the deck. And this that brings us to some of the other sister phrases, tow the crack, and Ooh. and the other ones I named earlier, you know. What? Um, so, yeah. yeah, so the crack between the boards. Okay. That was their line. They weren't they weren't sailing across the ocean with some with some white rustoleum or chalk or whatever. You know, they just had to, hey, there's a crack here's your line, get on it, right? What? Um, do you know what I mean? No. So 
The crack in the boards. Yeah, going so the so the, all the planks that made up the flooring of the deck. Yeah, you'd bring all the guys up. Okay, who are going to be punished, and then okay. you'd line them up, and you tell to line them up. They put you know they're oh the crack between the boards. Is okay, the, I gotcha. Got some all frustrated right. listeners right now. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> I thought you were like it was repairing. They're walking on. The, I'm like, wait, what? No, no, I no. Gotcha. They're lined up. Yeah, to be just whatever, smacked along. in the head or whatever the punishment was. Sorry, everybody. No, yeah, I got it. I appreciate that. He's chicken. Walk the plank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so we see that. Uh, a lot of things pointed me down uh, bad paths that were sporting things because uh, you would think toe the line. Like a stand on the sidelines thing? Yeah. Uh, but you, there's so much, there's so many, in our current way of looking at it, there's so many cross-platform things because it's married to, so the scratch, if I... If I put a scratch in the dirt down and tell the two fighters to walk up and, and tow the scratch, mm-hmm. you can also put a scratch in the dirt for some uh, runners to race against each other. Yeah, finish and, or something. And here you could say, start from scratch. So there's a lot. What? Uh, yeah. Nice. There's a lot of... Um, <laughs> polygamous. There's a lot of cross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff here. Lots of things coming in and out. Yeah. So it's uh okay. Yeah. But it is T O E, and it meant get ready for get a ready. thing. Get up here on the on the starting position, or on this position, and and you're either gonna get whacked in the head or whatever it was. Two you know? sword lengths away from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the politics side, but. Right. While favored by many is probably not, not it. No. But we got it in here in our politics, in our politics one. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to T-O-W the line, oh. do my part of the teamwork here, I nice. guess. Good um, job. <laughs> yes. My political phrase, next phrase, is wag the dog. Oh. Have you, have you heard that one? Sure. Sounded unsure. No, Yeah. But I was sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I first heard this phrase when the movie came out, but we'll get there. 1997. Al, pa- Al Pacino. Uh, no. No? De Niro. Oh. And Dustin Hoffman. De Niro. And Anne Heche, right. And uh, what's his name? Woody's in it. Harrelson. Yeah. All right. Probably some other people. Anyway. Anyhow. Um, wag the dog. Yeah. This, what, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you, what, what does that mean to you? It's kind of a... Well, yeah, the tail wagging the dog right. suggests that the smaller uh, part of the unit is controlling the big part of the unit. That's exactly right. Yeah. Nailed it. First try. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I have written almost word for word. <laughs> I didn't use unit though. Well, I, I, I probably use the word thing. Yeah, unit thing. No, but unit's much better. Yeah, it's a word. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. This is the the idea of something small uh, operating or controlling something large in a larger picture. Yeah. Um, and this is a shortened version of a phrase. The tail wagging the dog. Yeah. So it implies what it is. Yeah. But that phrase dates back to about 1870s America. Oh, that far, eh? Yeah. And its origin is interesting. So this is what I researched, and I could be glaringly wrong, but I believe that to be true. And well, the research eight, doesn't lie. No, no. I, this is what I found. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying if I'm explaining it properly, I guess. Okay. In an 1872 local newspaper, The Daily Republican, there's a quote that says... Calling to mind Lord Dundreary's conundrum, the Baltimore American thinks that for the Cincinnati Convention to control the Democratic Party would be the tail wagging the dog. So in this quote, they're saying that the Cincinnati Convention controlling a Democratic Party would be the tail wagging the dog. This phrase is attributed to this character in a play that people know. It's called Our American Cousin, and this character is Lord Dundreary. All right. So this paper is writing an article referring to 
a fictional character in a phrase that he might use saying the tail wagging the dog because this character is known for making malapropisms or mixed metaphors a lot in the plays. <laughs> so he makes up weird phrases that don't make any sense that are mixed metaphors. And in that, the newspaper is using this phrase and citing it to that guy. Wow. Yeah, it's, I, I don't, this is what I found. And I, well, yeah. I mean, because they're using like a malapropism and they're saying like, oh, it's funny because we know this guy would say well, this in this context. It's invoking pop culture into the language. Right. A, yeah. Yeah. In a strange way that you don't think of people from back then as doing quite that way. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, again, it's people know this play enough that they, that they can call it a pop culture, like you said. You can reference it so it's a part of, of common, at least enough knowledge in the area. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, what? And I kept, I kept reading it, reading it. I'm like, okay, this, so this Lord Dun, Dundreary is a character, uh, from Tom Taylor's play, our American cousin, which was written in 1858. And his character is described as an amiable, but dim nobleman who frequently coined nonsensical riddles, mixed metaphors and malapropisms, hmm. such as birds of a feather gather no moss. It's like stabbing a hole in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> these are malapropisms I'm not sure if they're directly referenced to this character these are examples of the phrases that he would use again I see yeah and then the, the, a favorite of everyone I think is we'll burn that bridge when we get to it <laughs> yeah that's the like, I, that uh, the 1872 newspaper is from Phrasefinder UK that's what I, I found to be like the the source it, it, I don't know it's it's strange because I was like, wow, they're they're really referencing a character and making up another a phrase that then we're gonna grab onto and use. It, it was interesting, interesting etymology. Yeah, the character from eighteen fifty eight. Um, yeah, but then we get to nineteen ninety seven. Like nothing happens in between there. Nothing, huh? A couple, I guess, a hundred years go by. Hundred what? Forty years. The movie Wag the Dog comes out, and this is about nineteen ninety seven. Did I say that? Like seven times? Yeah, six or cool. seven. 19, 1997. Guys. 1997, you said. The time is relevant. It's very relevant. Yeah. Uh, about a president who has some sexual impropriety and needs to create a distraction to get him through the like looming election. You know, we got to keep this guy's PR up through this election, which is soon. You don't say. And they, <laughs> and they create uh, spoilers, everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had how many years to watch this thing? I'm just saying, I'm doing my part. If anyone hasn't seen Wag the Dog, spoilers <laughs> ahead. <laughs> um, they create this f fictional war. They produce it with a, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman plays a, a producer who kind of manages this cinematic war that they shoot. Willie Nelson's in it, you know, doing stuff. Oh, Dennis Leary's in it, right. It's, a, it's I really enjoyed this movie because I love this stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, But yeah, so this movie called wag the dog about a president covering up a sexual impropriety by going to war comes out in 1997 and this is basically happening production and everything is happening in tandem with bill clinton sexual scandal and then his airstrikes against afghanistan and sudan um which folks you know we're going to believe efforts to distract you know, raise popularity, things like that, which, you know, yeah. they do that. But this was going, I mean, this movie came out and then the next year, like all the background was coming oh. for Clinton. And then the next year, like it went public kind of. Yeah. So it's like, what? This is 19, he, I think his first official kind of, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to wreck on the record stuff was around 1998, I, I guess, w with the impeachment stuff, I think. Right. Yeah. I'm not positive a date. Yeah. So, so it's it um but it preceded it. It, it could in no way have been influenced no. in screenplay written because it, it was happening like simul I mean the production of the movie, it was already out before like that stuff hit yeah. the news. Uh, essentially, like the the critical mass of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I know. I was like, wait, this can't be I'm always saying time doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, I don't know. Yeah, right? it's it, and then people drew obviously 
conclusion or you know the like what the the movie came out first and then i think within that next year it was like wait what that's delightful yeah uh but that's that's your wag the dog i mean that is it Uh, yeah yeah i I mean we had a couple of those that are like here's what it is pop culture influenced this creation of a phrase from a newspaper we'll go with that from a play Uh, i mean a character in a play it seems like this, this. They're saying this guy would have used a phrase like this, right? That's that's the odd part. You have to be very intimate with the character to then go right. The, you know, because it's one thing for me to say, I mean, like, if you bought a big SUV for you to come in and me say, "Hey, Ray, nice Canyon Arrow," right? And you know what I mean, exactly. Um, trivia was that our American cousin play uh, was the play that Abe Lincoln was watching when he was assassinated. That's the play with this person in it? Yeah, this Lord Dundreary character. Go home. Yeah. All right. So that's our political show. And I gave the stuff at the top. Yeah. So you got your at whole nine yards pod. Nine is a nine. Nine. Rebecca will give you the email address. Send us your... Thoughts, comments, suggestions, and relative criticisms. <laughs> and we'll get right on them in an expeditious sort of way. Yes. Don't you think, right? I do. I think so. I feel good about it. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. I'm Jay. I'm Ray. And we're, we're not, not idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.